Hey everybody, Jersey here. I'm just interrupting the intro to tell you what you can expect to hear in this episode. It's going to come in two parts. So the first part, most of the episode, is going to be the recap of the 2017 O. Henry Punoff World Championships in Austin, Texas, the 40th anniversary. That's a conversation between uh, my brother Toby and myself. We were both down there this year. We'll fill you in on the details and all the drama and the winners and the losers and the uh, celebrations and all that good stuff. And then the last five minutes or so of the episode, we've actually dropped in the complete audio of my punniest of show routine and then Toby's punniest of show routine. So stick around for that. And before I send it back off to reserve for Randy and the theme song, uh, I just want to thank the O'Henry Museum. I want to thank uh, the organizers of the Punoff in Austin, Texas. Uh, congratulations on 40 years. Thanks to Gary and David and Guy and Steve and Brian and everybody that works together to make the Punoff possible. The hundreds of people that come out and support on a hot day on a Saturday in 90 degree heat in Texas to cheer for puns instead of groan at them, which is most of my life. Thanks to all the New York uh, friends of ours that came down to compete and support and have fun this year with Max, Nikolai, Ariel, and Tracy. Thanks to all of the uh, competitors down there that we see every year and we love going up against. Ben, Dave, Matt, Southpaw, Jerry, Michael, Annika, everybody down there is so so great and so passionate. so cool we all come together once a year. Uh, and thanks to all of you who are listening to the show. I know it's been a while since we've had regular episodes. Uh, that's really going to change in the second season. It's a really exciting uh thing that's coming up in the future. We're going to do episodes with Toby. We're going to do episodes with Jordan. We're going to do episodes with some of the people that I just mentioned uh, in this intro. That's the long-term future of the podcast. Short-term, listen to the recap, listen to the routines. But right now, listen to that intro music. Hello, and welcome to Punkast, a puncast that's a podcast. This is the world's first and the world's worst pun podcast. I am joined today by my brother, Toby Gwizdowski, who is on the line from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Toby, how you doing? I'm doing fantastically. How, what did we do this past weekend? We participated uh, and dominated in the O. Henry world championship pun off yeah we did yeah we did so um you were on the ground we both did a similar thing where we flew like a really early morning flight and we're on the ground in texas for less than 24 hours we were bleary-eyed and 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 did the best we could and it turned out pretty good i was pretty worried about you coming in really well prepared really well rehearsed and uh how did you do well i tied for first i like to put it that way first but then in the tiebreaker i took second in the punniest of show competition yes you did yes you did uh, so you got a perfect score 40 points in the punniest of show it was a great routine one of the best i've ever seen i think you had like 65 puns what was your uh what topic did you cover the uh the cue that i used was uh, legal terms in the courtroom sort of stuff um and I applied it to a, a tirade about Donald Trump. Ah, yes. Um, the current president of the United States. At, at the time of recording. At the time of recording, right. There's no really no way to say. It's, even three days ago, the news is already – it's already passed. And uh, you, your, your puns per second were very, very high. I think the highest of anybody. Who ended up winning? It was Southpaw Jones who got second last year. Against you. Against yeah, I, uh, he, in a clap off, I beat him right. in a clap off last year. We had a perfect score, and then you and he had a perfect score, and he edged you in a clap off. He had a terrific routine. Southpaw did about mothers and pregnancy, 
and motherhood on the day before Mother's Day. I thought it was pretty great. He might have had a pun per second edge on me as well. I was listening to his again, and it was very dense. Very dense, yeah. He definitely had, I mean, in terms of, of uh, quantity and, frankly, quality, he's he's really a master of stringing those those things together. And his style is really built for the the punniest of show. And uh, yeah, he he only used the the ninety seconds. He didn't try to squeeze into two minutes, uh, as you did, right on the on the buzzer, uh, or as I did, right after the buzzer. So uh, he he did a pretty impressive thing too in a little bit less time. Yeah, and that's what happened to me is that I I went over time by just a second or two, and uh, that cost me the ability to qualify for the clap off because I also got a perfect score in it, but alas, I did not fall within the rules of the game, which was a bummer. Speaking of the rules of the game, I think it yeah. should be mentioned that um, they eliminate the lowest and the highest scores, uh-huh. and you actually had straight tens all across the board. Southpaw and I each had a nine, but that score got lopped off. So. I think that should be mentioned based on the quality of your. Oh, thank stuff. you, Toby. Yeah, well, we call that a gentleman's a gentleman's perfect score, where there's one, you know, there's one that that yeah. was a nine, but we don't count that. I, I wouldn't have mentioned that, but if you're going to bring it up, I will accept your accolades. Um, yeah, it, that was the same as last year. I got I got tens from all the judges, uh, but also got the bell from the judges before I finished, and uh, it was sort of a controversial moment, I guess. People thought. I didn't hear, you know, they do like a warning horn and then they do the bell. They do the warning horn after 90 seconds and then the bell at two minutes. I honestly did not hear the horn. Um, so I luxuriated in the bit a little bit. And I think I kind of maybe celebrated before I crossed the finish line. And I thought, oh, I've got this. It's going well. And then all of a sudden I got dinged in the middle of my last sentence. And uh, it confused me. I didn't, I hadn't heard the horn and, and realized I had to go uh, quicker. And if I had just stopped, I realized, after the bell, I could have qualified. But then I talked some more. Right. Which, going back to the, the some of the footage, the official videos, uh, as, as the time of this recording, haven't been put up yet. But as soon as they do, we'll, we'll share the audio on the podcast of Toby's terrific legal routine uh, and my uh, almost as good. I did all the countries in Europe to kind of stay on uh, on topic from last year when I did all the countries in Asia. Uh, and it was a fun routine. I had a good time uh, working on it, but uh, alas, uh, that didn't go well. And then we did. Um, so you you got you won uh, second place, and then there were th- uh, six people tied for third place, uh, right? In punniest of show, and so they did a six person clap off with the audience. And our friend Annika Eagle, who had a, another politically themed uh, routine using uh, health and healthcare terms. Well, no, she was using clothing terms, talking about healthcare. Yeah, uh, ended up being. A terrific job and uh, and and won the clap off uh, pretty pretty handily over five other competitors and a lot of first time people so it was cool to see those those people do really well uh, on the stage and then speaking of first time competitors uh, we entered the uh, the first round of the tournament and you ran up into you ran against a, a first time competitor in the first round right yeah yeah this guy from uh, California. Knocked you out. Was it the first round? Did he knock you out? It was. It was the first round. It was a yeah. long first round, but it was a long that for, that was probably the longest first round I've ever seen of 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 that contest. It was a uh, uh, particularly um, strong. Here I'm finding his name. Oh, Randall Kirsch. Randall Kirsch of California, uh, first time competitor. As far as I know, first time competitor. It's the first time we had uh, been introduced, and he did very very well. He actually made it to the final four. And by this time, I know you were probably really feeling tired. Yeah. I was feeling exhausted. And uh, after um, 
punish the show didn't go my way. I kind of thought, ah, well, Toby will take this down. He's so well prepared. Um, one of our pun folks from Austin or from New York that came down will we'll take this down. The great Ben Zeke, of course, was there, had a very strong showing in Punisha's show. I think he just missed the clap off. No, he was one of the clap off. Oh, that's right. He was in the clap. Yeah, he got a 38. So he was one of the six. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So Annika knocked knocked out Ben in, in that regard. They were the final two in the clap off. They were the final two. That's right. Oh, see, I was so tired. I was literally falling asleep in between rounds of, of the the punslingers. Um as I had, I had pulled in almost an all-nighter the night before just to travel and finish the work I was doing and then get down there, which I know you did too. Yeah. You had a costume and a routine. It was great. Okay. So anyway, back to the, the tournament. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, you got knocked out in the first round, which was very surprising because you were really well prepared. And I want to talk a little bit later about like how you prepared for this. Sure. Because I think it helped me, honestly, too. I, uh, I had a really tough first round as well. Uh, this guy, Eric... Uh, I went up against, we had uh, fabrics, fabric types, and we had a very long round and he, he had me on the ropes there and I survived. And then I went up against, against this guy, Reggie, uh, and we had, uh, archeology span in the second round in the round of, uh, 16, I guess. And that one was, that was a pretty solid round. I, that one, that was one I was prepared for because of the way that you prepared Toby for the contest. I kind of expected archeology span to come up and then I went up against, uh, our pal Jerry Yan in the round of eight, who, what, uh, you know, Jerry, you and you and he uh, compete in uh, uh, pundemonium, pundemonium contests yes. in Wisconsin a lot. And he's sort of your nemesis up, up there. Uh, will you explain what Jerry did uh, as his approach for uh, for the Austin put off this year? Yeah, Gary went, uh, or Jerry, sorry, Jerry went full. Um... Full method acting. Yeah. Um, he performed his punniest of show routine uh, on Disney topics, dressed and uh, speaking as uh, Goofy. In a full Goofy costume, yep. I'm not sure if it was his intention the entire time, but he did not bring um, a change of clothes. So he was on a 90-degree Austin day wearing a heavy felt Goofy costume through the entire Punslingers as well. As he said, I think, on stage right before his routine, this is a onesie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not not only did he stay in character for all of Punnies of Show and most of Punslingers until I think halfway through our, the round that he and I had, um, he also was in character from the moment he showed up at uh, the O. Henry Museum in Brush Square Park. I saw him in the line for registration and I said, oh, hi, Jerry, how you doing? And he said, I don't know who Jerry is. I'm Goofy, gorsh. So he was really like Daniel Day-Lewis level committed to being Goofy. And it was it was goofy, um, and then yeah, we went up against each other, and we had uh, writing implements as a round, which was was a hard fought round. It was a really good one. We came up with some interesting ones, you know. By the end, I got I think my I won because I came up with airplane as a writing implement. Uh, yes, which you know, and and a couple I think chisel, and then a couple specific uh, brand names, but we were really scraping the bottom of the barrel there. So that was the round of eight. So I vanquished Jerry, uh, and then the, in the final four, I can't, went up against uh, your your vanquisher, uh, Mister uh, Mister Randall Kirsch, and we had another really hard fought round. Although I'm blanking on what the what it was on. Do you remember what it was? You guys were on. I don't know. I was kind of trying to fall asleep at that point. Um, this is so funny. It was like I spent so long doing it, and it was in my brain. What, what were we? What was I competing? Uh, Randall and I did, 
We went back and forth. He was making sexy jokes about his wife. Oh, politics. Politics, no names. Right, yeah. Which is honestly what a vast category that is. So we started in American politics and then we went into monarchy and all kinds of stuff. And uh, I think I got him on strikes maybe, but he was, he's very good. He's very, very good and very quick and resourceful and knowledgeable. So it was great for me because I wanted to see the person who beat me do well um, because you want to be beaten by a good person, but I also wanted you to win. So, right. (laughs) I, and I got to, so I got to knock out uh, Jerry Yan who is your, you know, Wisconsin pun rival and also knocked out Jordan in the tournament right. last year. Uh, and Jordan couldn't be at the O. Henry this year because he was, he's doing his thing uh, in Milwaukee doing a, a play. And then I got to knock out, uh, I got to knock out the guy that knocked you out this year. And what, what did he, what was the round you had in the first round? What was the topic? It was uh, the circus. The circus. That's a weird topic. I th- that's the first time I've seen it come up. The, what, yeah, you, you really kind of opened a new thread. I remember you went into like trapeze and uh, acrobatic stuff. That was one thing yeah. that I think the quality of your puns was significantly higher, but I think he just had more quantity. He just had more prompts on on deck than you did. Yeah, I mean, he did stuff I wouldn't have thought of as pertaining to the circus. I think he beat me on like straw or hay. Yeah, or hay something. and straw. He kind of got a little barnyardy and then they reined him in a little bit. But I, I think, yeah, he, it was, it's, you know, and that's kind of the game is like how to exploit the category, get away with what you can, which was the game all day. You know, Jerry and I got into, you know, one funny moment was that he, he cited urine as a writing instrument, <laughs> at which point right. Brian Oakley, one of the MCs and the kind of the head of the uh, categories uh, down there uh, said, well, technically I hate to be this guy, but, uh, you know, urine isn't the instrument, it's the medium, but we're going to assume you can make a pun on the quote unquote instrument and, and move on. But uh, yeah, the, the kind of part of the game is exploiting the category and finding ways you can expand it and buy yourself some time and more puns. Um, yeah, so then I vanquished Goofy and then uh, vanquished Randall and uh, that got me to the finals. And in the finals, I met up with uh, Dave Wallace, a uh, multiple time champion. Dave had had a real tough draw in his bracket. He went through not only uh, Ben Zeke, uh, but then uh, Matt Pollock, two former multiple champions, uh, to get to the finals. And uh, we had the uh, the final topic, which as every year happens, the crowd votes on by donating to the Henry Museum. And we had U.S. states and territories, which is, you know, it's a good topic. It's a limited one, so it won't go for 45 minutes, like that year that, that Zeke and I went on for numerical phrases. So it was a pretty short final round. And uh, I won on strikes. Uh, Dave repeated three of the ones that I'd done. And uh, that was it. We didn't even get to all 50 states. But uh, I won for the first time the Punslingers trophy, which was uh, good. It's good to get the complete set. What was it like to be watching the, the last several rounds? It's It's a long day. I feel like by the time that's over, people are just grateful and happy that it's over. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was more interesting because uh, you were still in and Jerry was in for quite a while. So it was, you know, watching that happen. But yeah, it, it gets long even on, I mean, it went till like 620, I think, or at least by the time we were done taking pictures, it was 620. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a long day. Yeah, that was, a, it was a long day and especially not having slept and having flown in that morning and having poured your heart out, man. Uh, I can't wait to share the audio and I hope, uh, if the video is up by the time or shortly after by the time this this episode posts, you check out Toby's video. They'll be on Brian Combs' YouTube channel. It's the same YouTube channel that has all the pun-off, punniest of show videos from 
all the years past. And and Toby, your performance, I just have to say, you know, Jordan and I do this, uh, have done this podcast for a while. We do the Punderdome all the time. And, you know, we are performers by trade and you're not. You're, you work in data and stuff. But the way that you, uh, maybe it was your subject matter, <laughs> the way that you had passion and, uh, and, and delivery – uh, behind all of that very clever wordplay that you that you put together was I think just extraordinary and um, and I don't mean like for somebody who doesn't perform I just mean objectively it was terrific and it blew me away I, I knew that it would be good in the writing but you had this confidence and this voice and this drive up there that would just I couldn't even believe even seeing you now on the Skype window across from me. I'm like, is this the same guy that I saw on stage <laughs> a couple days ago in Texas? Cause you have a yeah. sort of natural humility and, and demureness about you, about your intelligence and wit. And uh, you didn't, you didn't have that when you were delivering your routine on Saturday. I mean, it, I appreciate that. It was so much fun. It's actually the first one that I've ever memorized, which uh-huh. I think actually helped. Um, Cause I'm used to pandemonium. You, you you write, you know, on a piece of paper, you've got like an hour with a topic. And so I'm up there at Pandemonium with a notebook and trying to connect with the audience while I'm... So, okay, here, so here, I want to now pivot to hearing about... So that's that's what happened. Toby got second place in Punniest of Show. I got disqualified for Punniest of Show. And then I won Punslingers. Oh, and I won the MVP award as well, uh, which is the vote from all the other contestants, which is very nice. And I think it's because of my good Punniest of Show routine. So I walked home with two trophies. Toby got a second place medal. Yeah, we cleaned up as a family. Um, so I want to pivot from those results to I want to hear a little bit more from you because Jordan and I, when we started doing the show back in the day, uh, talking about like the process of preparation. But you have like a different preparation because A, the contest that you do usually, Pandemonium, is like uh, it's a uh, – it has a different format. And then right. B, you just have your own – approach to how you prepared for the O. Henry this year that really helped me out a lot and I think helped me win. So I'd like to hear first about Pandemonium and how that works and how you prepare for it, and then about what you did for O. Henry this year. So um, the the interesting thing about Pandemonium, which is different from most pun contests, I think, is that usually, um, provided the the guy who runs it remembers, which isn't all the time, mm-hmm. 24 to, to 12, sometimes, you know, two hours before, you'll get a list of like 40 possible topics that could come up. Um, and out of those topics, there are two types of competitions. There's the first uh, two rounds, where in the first round, you come in an hour before the show starts, you pick a topic out of a hat, and you write about it. You Great. fill up two minutes. Um, on that topic. Now the everyone gets a score out of 10 from five judges. The second round you go and you do you pick a topic out of the hat on stage you have 30 seconds to think about it and you do another 2 minutes on that. Um and then the other rounds are head to head similar to punslingers but they only go for 2 minutes and then the judges um judge you based on who who they liked better what the quality was rather than until you drop. Um so because of the way that happens, um, I don't try to come up with puns for all 40 topics that, you know, I work on Mondays. Right. Um, but, uh, if there's something I, I don't know anything about, um, I'll try and, you know, get some, some stuff ahead of time so I can think about that. And I think we've talked about this before. Maybe I think I just pun differently from you guys as well. I, um, 
list, you know, I come up with a list of puns and then I write them into something, you know, plugging them in where they fit. And I think you guys do it more as they come to you. I think that's what you said. Us guys meaning Jordan and I? Yeah. It's funny. I was listening to some old episodes of the podcast for nostalgic purposes. And in the first episode, we we do a game that ended up becoming, I think, Bro Pun Says We or the Pun Challenge or something. And he writes paragraphs, or at least he did in that one, where he just kind of wrote it all out as it occurred to him. I will come up with as many prompts as I can and then maybe make a note next to the prompt of a pun that it could be. And then I'll try to write like chunks of something if I'm doing like a routine, like a one of the challenges we used to do on the podcast or a, um, an, a punniest of show routine. And it sounds like you write you write the puns. Yeah, a list of puns that hopefully I can recognize what they were supposed to be a prompt of later on. So you go, yeah, you just do the full step. Yeah, so it's a com- it's a combination, I guess. That's awesome. Um so we each have kind of a different approach and they all seem to work. Okay, so that's pandemonium and that's kind of where you got your weight up, you know, where you you got your reps in. Uh, yeah. you and Jerry, aka Goofy. Um <laughs> but we got to get him on the show. I want to hear more about his thinking behind uh being Goofy. So, uh now tell me about how you prepped for Austin this year because you were really well prepared for all the good it did me um i was ready for you to just be the buzzsaw that we all ran into uh but so much of it is the luck of the draw and you just ran into a because you were seated up pretty high you won third you got third place last year so they put you against this first timer he just turned out to be this very very good competitor yeah um so something that you guys talked about last year when i was coming in um when i wasn't prepared at all was there seemed to be sort of a, a cycle of the of the topics and there were a few patterns usually every three years certain things would come back and then if there was a bad topic from last year you know that people didn't really pun on they would bring it back the next year and so I started I do data analysis um, for my job and I started to try and figure out like based on the different rules that we looked at what topics were more likely to come up had a, a list of those, and most of them ended up coming up. Yeah, you. Um, we didn't get them except for archaeology, but yeah, that's true. I mean, so based on your your spreadsheet that you put together, which you shared with me, which was very helpful, uh, it helped me kind of focus on certain topics to study. We were pretty sure bread was going to come up, which it did. We yes. were pretty sure bedding was going to come up, which it did. Although not, those weren't rounds that we were in, so then we could just cross them off. We pre- we knew fast food would come up again because it keeps coming up in the first round, and then nobody does anything with it. Bodies of water, bodies of water, right? Which was a very uh, that was a, a contentious one. There were some that I was really expecting to come up that didn't. One was uh, World War Two, right? I was talking to 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 Brian, the MC again, and I think he said it's it's not likely to come up again because it's just such a vast. You could do every country in the world, every city. You know, it's just there's so much, and if you run across a history buff, true, you know, it's just an endless category. Um, and then uh, the other one is fasteners, which has been it's just such a great topic and a thing that you wouldn't think of as a category, a discrete category of of things. Um, but is one of my favorite punning topics, along with tubes, which I've only ever seen come up once in my first year, and I would love to see again. Yeah. But yeah, I was expecting uh, those to come up, but they didn't. I think Disney would have come up. They did fairy tales last year, and they usually do Disney, but right. Jerry did it in the honeyest. Although, you know, these days Disney 
includes Star Wars, ESPN, ABC, the Marvel Universe. It's all Disney now. Well, I think they would rein it in. Yeah, just the Disney <laughs> cartoons, classic Disney cartoons, the Magical Kingdom. Yeah. So let's uh, let's call it quits on this episode as as in terms of the Austin pun off wrap up. And do you want to record another episode where we pun on those categories that we didn't have a chance to do at the pun off? Sounds good to me. Okay, cool. So uh, our next episode uh, is going to be uh, Toby and I uh, doing a couple games on those topics. Until then, this has been Punkcast, a podcast. No, no, a Puncast, which is also. Oh boy, a podcast. what is this? Your third time now? Come on, man. Okay, well, you say punkcast. Okay, you say this has been punkcast, and I'll say a punkcast, and you say a podcast. This has been punkcast. A punkcast? That's also a podcast. Sure, that'll work. So, listen, I've been thinking about it, and I think that you and me should be more than just France. So I want to go out on a limb here. Now, before you say Norway, let me sweeten the deal and let you hold over for a little bit. Now, if you think I'm altering my approach, then mark my words. Marry me. I'm not kneeling because of this pain that might injure my knee. But, uh, admittedly, if you aggravate a bus knee at Herzegovini, I have to leave. So, I'm not going to leave, I'm going to remain, which is the choice. Leave or remain. You either mix it or Brexit. And I need an answer on that from you, okay? I know I don't have uncommon wealth. I know I'm not de luxembourgeois, but there is a down payment on a check in the mail, and the envelope is licked inside. It's a lovely little house you're gonna like with a front porch you go love. There's a great view of the boat beach, you know, the uh, San Marina, and there's all these little budding flowers everywhere that you can't wholly see unless you crane your neck, but if you water them for a month and they grow. be judged whether his Switzer landed or where your Ireland lands or where your Iceland when you look at me. Now, I know my Bulgaria isn't as impressive as Hungary, but I can do a lot of you. I can Lithuania talk to me. I Romania corner. I'd be strong in your corner. I'm going to go Slovin. You say I'm Russian, you when you uh, take that Slovak you like to take. I'll never throw a stone at you. Whatever else Macedonia lists. Uh, Austria, you're real good. What I'm trying to say is that I live to Serbia. Now, don't hit that bell, Jim. Does Jim have the bell? Is that Belarus? Okay. Well, I took a poll and everyone agrees. We can't endure another moment without you. And uh, we can't endure another without you. I said my piece, and now you're up. It feels like our country's on trial, so here's my opunning statement. I'm calling you out, Trump. You say that you're the president, but you're taking us over a ledge, like we slipped on appeal, and we're not going to lawyer around and take it. I dreamt I had a big fight with Trump, not some plain tiff. I went to D.C. in the rain, and a rain meant I had to decide whether to row versus wade across the Potomac. I took my boat to dock it, went to the Capitol offense, litigate on fire, in a sense, Trump, a message to meet me in the alibi of the White House. He turns and charges me. Attorney will regret. And I said, I am Toby, and you cannot kill G. Jurisdiction to power. You're bond to Russia. You can't be in deposition to rule. 
hearsay, good idea. Judge, resign. Give a firm, I quit. If you fell on knees and begged forgiveness, no one would misdemeanor side. Judicial this out, but you can't take it. I'm Trump. I object if I women. I wish your father had just withdrawn. How could anyone think this oath ruled when we sustained orange skin? That accessory he called hair in those wrinkled suits. How do you pleat? Without money, you couldn't court a woman. Poor Melania, when your honor, she knows what having to settle meant if your penal system even works. Without wealth, you'd have to go to a prosecute and solicitor. It seems probable cause for you. It would be a pro bono, no bone at all. You act like a 10, but juror four, man. You act dominant, but I bet you're a subpoena lot. They've struck down every executive order in the court. Just give it a rest. Now, some in here think that I should bail on this country. PBS, don't testify, I have commitment. I'm going to stay and take the stand I'm taking until I witness this country exhibit a new awakening whether I have to sequest or search east. If you like what you're hearing, come and join me. Take your part in this movement. Educate yourself. Purge your government of this false precedent. Now, where did I rest my case? Okay.